Good morning, well. Welcome to another episode of the IP Breakfast with attorneys Albert Decady and Emmanuel Coffey. First, we want you to know that the opinion expressed in this podcast is ours and does not implicate our employees. We also uh, do not provide legal advice. Uh, we suggest that you go to do your own research or consult with your own attorney before pursuing any uh, IP legal rights. Good morning, counsel. Counsel, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So last week we we discussed the process of getting a patent from filing to actually getting um, uh, the actual patent. Can you uh, go quickly on, uh, for the audience, uh, kind of res- uh, do a little resume of, of, of the last four episodes of idea to all, all the way where we are? Okay, well, I too would like to welcome our audience to this new episode. We hope that you'll have uh, a, a, this morning with uh, around the uh, table at uh, the IP breakfast. Yes, with coffee. With coffee, yes. Now, yes, uh, quickly last week we went over the entire process of uh, doing a. Uh, once you have an idea and you believe your idea is worth uh, pursuing further, then you would uh, proceed to perform a quick search, a very quick search, and to determine if someone else uh, already has the same idea out there, which a lot of time that happens and so once uh, you get the result of your quick search and now you believe that well chances are you are the only one with the idea now you proceed to the next step which is to uh, you have to decide to either file a provisional application or a non-provisional application although uh, filing a, a provisional application would be recommended under the new regime of first to to file and we also went over back and forth with the examiner uh, because now uh, once you if you file if you decide to file a provisional application then that provides you with a one year for you to either uh, to use to raise funds or to perfect uh, further perfect your your invention and uh, but once you after the one year whether you file a non-provision or after the one year or even way before the one year, you need to decide to formalize your 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 application in the form of a non-provisional application. Then uh, the non we also explain that the provisional application is not examined like a non-provisional is examined, uh, and then uh, we went into the back and forth with the examiner once the uh, the non-provisional is filed so when the application is uh is filed and the non-provisional it goes to a series of processes at the patent office to make sure that everything uh all the uh, requirements are met and uh communication is sent to the attorney or the or the applicant if the applicant is not represented by count but by a, a representative and those representative like we said before can be a, a patent agent or, or an attorney uh, IP attorney more specifically in the patent field um, and um, so those communications go back and um, the examiner will eventually the case goes to an examiner who are these examiners they are uh, 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 
they are employees of the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and they have. Um, uh, PhDs and uh, as well, some of them have uh, legal legal degrees, but they don't have to have legal degrees. Um, and they'll do the search; they'll do a f- complete search uh, of the invention and uh, write what they call an office action, which is a communication to the attorney or the applicant uh, to. Um, to um, tell them their findings. That findings can be something called a rejection, which says you're not getting this patent because, and they'll express that in the in the letter what 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 that because is, whether some f- form is not met or uh, uh, some priority is found. Uh, that means you have something was found that is that is either exactly the same thing as what the, the person has invented, or uh, something that renders it obvious, like uh, uh, and that rejection, that communication goes to the attorney. Counsel? Yes, yes, the communication goes to the attorney. If, like we said before, you are represented, and the attorney would then have to formulate uh, a response to uh, to to, uh, to the office action. And again, it goes back and forth like this, send it back to the examiner. The examiner either agrees or disagrees up to a point where you may decide you, you want to appeal. Uh, you and the examiner cannot come to some agreement and then you have to appeal to the, to the board. At some point, the examiner may, the case may also become allowable, uh, meaning that you are, congratulations, you are getting the patent and that also is communicated uh, to your attorney or to to that inventor. Uh, at this point, counsel, what happens? Yes. Okay. Now, once the once you get the communication from the examiner that it is allowable, then again you you either accept or most likely you would like to accept it and uh, the, the allowance, and then it goes into uh, printing. Once you accept, you agree to let the uh, the, the, the application passed to issuance and then uh, the pro- it goes to printing and you get your certificate, you get your patent certificate. One thing we want to make sure that applicant, uh, the audience understand is that this process has uh, certain fees involved with it. Um, the, 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 the cost of getting from, uh, from writing an application and doing research and, and getting to a patent, there's a cost. That cost is, is a valuable. It depends on many factors. It depends on whether the applicant is actually do, doing the process or the cost of the attorney that is doing the process. There are some fix, fixed costs that is uh, uh, set by the patent office. Those are fees and those fees are also, there are different fees for micro entities, small entities, um, those are details that we don't we don't want to get into. They all you, I would uh, suggest that they consult with the the website www.uspto.gov. That is for the U.S. or your uh, own local uh, national patent office to find a course that you course in your country. Um, so it is it is some there's some pro, there's some course involved. Uh, but it's completely a worthwhile process if your invention, if you think your invention uh, is worthwhile and you want to protect it, 
So, counsel, once the application is allowed and uh, it's issued by the patent office, what what does that mean to the inventor? Oh, well, that means breaking uh, a bottle of champagne <laughs> to begin with because you, uh, you've, you've won your first big fight because you now have a patent. Okay, what, what, well, what does it entitle you? The patent is, is a like we, we've, we've been saying it is a property so there are you have many many options you have, number one you can decide to uh, under the uh, ages of monetize you can decide to monetize it uh, by licensing it uh, you can decide to go into business uh, for yourself to manufacture uh, the, the product uh, that uh, your patent gives you the rights to now Depending on which option you choose, then obviously there'll be you'll have different uh, uh, issues. Now, you, uh, your if you decide to go, let's choose the route of licensing. Then the, 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 you have different options, such as exclusive license or non-exclusive license, because you may want to license it, but yet you still retain some rights. Uh, in terms of if you want to go into business yourself or you may license it to different uh, uh, you may license it to different uh, entities different people who have interest in in the same patent so it's a very involved type of uh, business negotiation at that point so that's licensing it you may want to also if you want to go into uh, business of your own to 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 manufacture and distribute the uh, the, the the product, then that's a, another huge operation, and you have a lot to do. Uh, number one, we're not going to get into all the details, but generally, it is recommended if you are going into into business uh, for yourself that you, you should do uh, you should do another search. Which is uh, which would allow you to uh, to actually manufacture the product because who knows uh, there, there there could have been intervening part during the time. Let's just one second go back and remember that a patent application is held in in confidence at the patent office. No one knows that you have a patent application, and so there are many other applications that know that that we don't know about, and the timing of their being allowed is something that we, we we don't have any control over and and, and so you need to do uh, 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 you need to do uh, a, a search another search at that point to make sure that you have you can proceed to manufacture so um, you said the patent application can be can be uh, held in uh, in confidence. Um, that I guess some process that the small entity have to take to actually keep them into confidence. Uh, however, most patent application will be published after 18 months of public, uh, uh, 18 months of filing. So, um, so at that point, you still uh, not everybody gets the the full. Um, that was under the old system. It was always under um, under secrecy, I would say, uh, or confidence. Um, but these days, uh, you have to take different steps to actually have um, have your application stay in in full confidence until allowance. So, um, so if uh, if you 
once you get the patent and and you decide to license uh, and you you express a couple of um, different licensing and uh, and there are many uh, again we we if that's the the, the choice that the uh, person uh, is taking uh, we do hope that you will do your due diligence and also working with uh, professionals in the field to guide you um, if you are also doing uh, want to do the product yourself uh, again that that means that you are creating a business I'm pretty sure there are plenty of good podcasts out there on how to start a business or on, on, on uh, videos on YouTube and books that are available um, that that uh, the person who's interested in that should do some again some due diligence uh, in these things so um, if uh, you also talk about uh, so where I entered was uh, that you're talking about them uh, making it so I wanted to make a point there that uh, a patent right does give you the right it actually gives you is not the right of making the product it actually make give you the right of excluding others from making the product so when council says that you have to do some homework is that uh, before you you manufacture your product uh, you may end up having some components that are needed to do it where you have to get licensed too right 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 council <laughs> That's a, that's a very good point. Yes, exactly. Where you would have to go out there and get licensed uh, from other people. And that's very important. That's a very important point. Uh, that's one. Yes, definitely. That you may have to uh, seek some license uh, from other people. That, especially if it's, if it's in software nowadays, uh, that you need licensing from other people. Yes. Point, point well taken. Yeah, and and uh, a lot of the stuff that are made out there, they're not actually made from uh, from the first component uh, to the other component. Sometimes you need a component, and you are you you would you want to get it off the shelf. Um, now that you're building your invention with with other people's invention, that you're picking up items from the shelf and put them together to do what you want. These uh, these. Uh, um, you would be infringing on using and using their devices if you don't have a proper license. So again, that those those things get pretty technical, and um, you know uh, you do need to have um, uh, uh, you know do your due diligence to get there. Uh, so, council, let's get to the selling portion. Like you said, the pro- uh, the patent is a property and it can be sold. Uh, can you expand on that, please? Okay, yes, it can be sold and there are people, that's all they do, they, they would list your patent for you and it, it goes into auction just like anything else and uh, people who are interested would bid on your patent and uh, you, you either, if, if, if you, just like anything else that you would be selling, uh, then, then, you, then you're selling it outright and then it would be assigned there would be an assignment at the patent office that you are no longer the owner, although you may still be the inventor because that doesn't change. The inventor, you are the inventor, you are, that's it. But the owner of the actual patent would now be another entity, whoever that entity uh, that uh, purchased uh, your patent. And that's the end of it. And they can do whatever they want with it, just like with anything else. Wow, I did not know that. Um, so, so... <laughs> So I can actually sell my patent outright, uh, but 
I know if I if if it was a property like a like a house, then I I I may know somewhat the value of my of my house. Uh, I can look at my tax record. They tell me what they ta- the county is taxing me on my house based on a certain price, and I can say, okay, at least my house is worth that price. The other the other way is to uh, again, I guess I you know I can do uh, I can go to Zillow and kind of uh, have an estimate. Uh, I think they call it a estimate of uh, of. Uh, of the value of my house, which they they take an average of uh, prices of how like houses, and and say based on the the, the the sales that happen in a particular radius from my house from my house uh, of similar houses, then more likely than not your house is worth that uh, this price. Now, with a patent, how do I know if I want to sell my patent? What is it worth? Well, yeah, I, I, I like the uh, the analogy. Uh, now, you get into valuation. Uh, it is a subject for it is another subject altogether in itself. But I can just rapidly say it. First of all, it is also uh, the, the value of a patent is also technology specific. Certain certain technology would obviously have more value, and they use a. a, a several factors in order to come up with a value for your patent. Those factors, what they are, I'll tell you right now, I do not know what they are. There are people who, that's all they do is really work into evaluate valuation of, of, of your patent. And, and again, the market, uh, the, 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 the market space where, where the patent is, uh, it's going to be used for the uh, is it uh, is it a brand new patent does it still have 19 years left or does it have five years left uh, all of these will come into play uh, to to determine the value of the patent yeah so uh, there are many factors there are many books written on that uh, on that subject i'm pretty sure there are but it's, i haven't run into a podcast that talks about that but I'm, I'm sure there's uh some podcasts out there that may talk about that it does get into uh, into a lot of projection using statistical models looking at the competition looking at uh you know how many patent is in is in that space obviously if you have the best uh the best uh, uh invention in, in that particular space uh, or the only invention in that particular space, then everybody would want it. Uh, then your your patent would worth a lot more than if the if there's a lot of choices uh, and you are just one other uh, method of doing the same thing. I believe that it could be it could be very different than the way to do it. But there are alternatives. Um, so, uh, so it is. It is a very technical subject. It, it gets it borderlines economics and uh, and um, you know uh, uh, it, it's a feel of, of a, all on itself that that people should think about. But we wanted to just let you know that you know the, the patent is going to have value, uh, but that value have to be estimated. Obviously, if you are uh, if you are making the product, 
and the product is selling at a certain rate, then you can actually use that factor as well as a way to say uh, to to value what what that patent worth or what your business what your business is worth. But uh, it is it is very detailed. It is um, it, it's um, it's a field that um, we do hope that you know even uh, if you just if if you are mildly interested in the field, you should pick up a few. Um, a, a few articles that are out there, and also there are many websites that offer services um, of, of doing the valuation. Also, for selling your patents, you can actually find website where you can actually uh, um, do this. Uh, um, you know, place your patent on these websites for uh, people who are looking for these inventions. So. Um, Council, maybe they can message us also, and we probably uh, could find uh, an expert in that field. We could invite if there are enough, if there is enough interest out there. Yes, obviously, and and of course, uh, our Twitter handle uh, is for Albert Decades at A D E C A D Y, and uh, Council Coffee your Twitter handle. Is at you. Coffee Law LLC, C O F F Y L A W LLC. Yes. So, um, so definitely. So, another thing uh, we wanted to discuss today, Council, is um, is infringement. So, if we get to an idea where um, you know I go out there, I did this whole process, I paid my money. I, I was one of the lucky one who got this good uh, communication from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, telling me that my case is allowed. Meaning, again, uh, congratulations, you got a patent. You went to the process of paying that issue fees, and now my patent is full in force. And then I I go uh, to a store and I see this gadget. It looks exactly like what I what I uh, what I've invented. Uh, except that I don't remember giving anybody permission to to use it. What do I do? And is there is there an agency that automatically going to to take action, or uh, what do I do? That's a very good uh, segment. But before we get there, let me, you just mentioned something which uh, brings to mind. You said you have to pay an issue fee. <laughs> so, I mean. They have to, to have an idea that they, they pay examination fee, they pay all sorts of fee. So the, and then even when the patent is issued, you still have to pay an issue fee in order to get your, uh, to get your certificate. So you know, uh, be mindful that you're going to need a budget in order to, uh, to, to get a patent issued. But right, anyway. and then I would I would say too, in uh, you know I'll speak for uh, well I won't speak for the patent office, but uh, <laughs> the patent system in the U.S. is one of the cheapest uh, in the in the world. So it is a it is a it is an uh, it, there are costs, but it is one of the cheapest system. But yeah, there are fees after your patent is granted. Um, and there may be there. There is also periodic costs to pay to men to uh, they call it maintenance fees to to keep your patent in force. Otherwise, it's abandoned. Yes. Okay. Well. <laughs> all right. I hope hopefully they're taking note. Now, uh, onto the subject of infringement. Uh, again, we're not going to discuss it in detail. These are just pointers, just highlights of of infringement. 
you you in in you have your your patent is issued you now have a right to police your patent meaning just like uh, council referred to you have to be on the lookout to find out if anyone is infringing on your patent uh number one because if you are uh, producing if you are distributing if you're in the business of, of 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 making the product itself it's to your advantage to find out if a competitor is is undercutting you out there and then there is also the the notion that if after a number of years someone's been making or infringing your patent and you never took action by the time you take action then they're going to say they're going to there is this notion in in the law that collages which is that you, you why didn't you take any any uh why didn't you take any action earlier you know it's been so long and you never did anything and now all of a sudden you come up and uh, you you're going to say people are infringing so that's why it's important that periodically you 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 search or you go to the store you look to see if anyone is infringing as soon as you know so that you can uh, take uh, the appropriate action so there's so council so there is no uh agency the patent office is not going to say hey you infringing on somebody or or the courts are not going to just uh, do that right so this, no. this is the idea of your patent is your ip or your patent in this case is is really self police you have to you are the owner and you you have to watch that right you have the owner you have to watch that that's your that's your responsibility as part of as, uh, as being a patent and i guess if i may counsel i, I could uh, analogize this with with a piece of property land right or or if you have an apartment or a house it's your responsibility to make sure that people are not just living in your house and without your without you without your permission correct i mean i i think i i think it's clear that you know if, if somebody were li- living in your apartment that you have they just come in and move in and they don't they don't have any words with you that you would take action right so in this case it's the same thing isn't that is that is that a fair analogy that is a fair analogy and in fact you're pushing me to remember property law isn't there something where after a number of years you don't if you don't do anything that uh, adverse possession or something like that yes and uh, you know i'm no expert in in property law but i i, I did have to study that to pass the bar <laughs> <laughs> all right so yes that, that is a good analogy if you you have to take action it's, no one is going to do it for you so you need to police to to be the police of your own uh, of your own patent Um yes yeah, so um so if 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 obviously if somebody finds that something is being uh, um is being infringed or somebody's copying copying your invention your first step would be to make contact with this with this party and tell them that um that you notice that uh, they they're using this thing and you have a patent on it make them aware of your patent uh and maybe that would entice them to give you a call and and negotiate something with you uh obviously if you don't hear from them the next step would be a cease and desist letter um and then you would also uh you know at that point you definitely need to uh be advised by by counsel so uh, yeah one point do I'd like to make which I think people may be asking uh if the infringement started uh prior to Or let's say you 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 have your application 
it's being uh, prosecuted at the pants office like we said before and then you find that someone uh, has the same thing uh, on your or is producing your uh, your uh, whatever it is that you are claiming you you cannot you don't have you don't have the right yet until the patent is issued that's when you have the right to go after people but so long as it's in the prosecution uh, stage you cannot go after people now counsel i guess time is actually moving pretty quickly does uh, does my patent uh, give me full proof that i'm always going to be right to stop everyone from making or can there be challenges to my patent as well oh yes most definitely and in fact that's the first thing people do uh, once you challenge or you bring an action of uh, of infringement that's the first defense they say your patent is not valid that's the first thing that they would do and then they would uh, Uh, just like uh, you started at uh, before then uh, then they would start finding things that are wrong with your patent <laughs> wow and so then... this uh, this uh, patent world obviously we've uh, put it uh, to all the way to the court level here um uh, we uh next week we probably will start uh, talking about some other topics of uh we'll we'll see if we if we want to continue this idea of going to to the court process with you uh i hope that uh, this topic really was uh, informative and if you have question uh counsel uh my my twitter handle is adk at @adecady counsel uh you have the last word and your twitter handle my twitter handle is at @coffee law llc c o f f y l FFY LLC we hope you had uh, a good uh, episode this time and we hopefully will see you next week until then be well bye bye